Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business and execute it to perfection. Speaking of perfection, we got the award-winning... The Rich Jekyll. What's that under your nose there? You got, you, that's fur, you my friend. Wash your no, 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 no. That's fur to fit in. You know how all these young guys are growing fur on their face? Yeah. Like, kind of like the old days? Yeah. Well, look at it. That well, took exactly three months to grow. Okay, as long as you're growing a mustache. And it I, still looks scraggly. Like, if I see you grow a beard and shave the mustache, I'm going to get worried. Okay. All right, I have Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, and that is, of course, Rich Jekyll, score volunteer extraordinaire. And I do mean award-winning score volunteer. And today we have in the studio with us again another man who's a volunteer at SCORE. He's been on the show before, so I'm sure you remember David Hyland. Good to hear you and see you again, David. Good to be here. And speaking of awards... Uh You guys are going to push this, aren't you? Go ahead. I had the distinct privilege and pleasure of having lunch with... Bob Shepard. And who's Bob Shepard? Bob Shepard is... He sponsored the award. He's the one who told me anything. He's the one who the award is named after that Rich was given. He was starting uh, one of the starters of the chapter here in Orlando. Oh, and score members. And he led led score to the uh, chapter of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was it? 2005, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, he was at the monthly meet. We have a score monthly meeting every uh, every month, obviously, right. uh, where they give us a nice luncheon. And Bob happened to come to this uh, last one, and it was great to see Bob. I hadn't seen him in a while, and he, he was very honored that they actually named an award after him to be given. Now I don't know how he feels about it going to Rich, <laughs> but. <laughs> But he's, uh, you know, and, 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 you got to start uh, somewhere, right? Surprised he didn't hand it to me himself. You start and, in fact, he said, where is Rich? I wanted to congratulate Rich for winning the award. We had to make excuse because Rich wasn't there at our uh, monthly meeting. So we just said, ah, well, Rich. Yeah, yeah I blew it off. Yeah, we, we made up some excuse for it. I but. forgot to say hello to Christopher Heart of Gold. Ah, thank you so much, Rich. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Great to have you guys back in the studio today. Once again, yeah. folks, SCORE is a great organization. Whether you want to take advantage of it as an entrepreneur or whether you want to be a volunteer like one of these fellows here. And it's a very satisfying, rewarding uh, way to spend some of your time, give back to the community, give back to others, some of you, the experience that you've picked up along the way. And uh, now there are over five dozen in this office. Five, five dozen would make 60. 60 plus, right? I had to do that math. Yeah. I'd cipher that in my head. Yeah, so. yeah. But, yeah uh, 60 plus. 60 plus volunteers, but they're always looking for more good volunteers. Absolutely. And if you'd like to be a volunteer... You can go to the website, orlando.score.org. That's the one-stop shop for everything, really, that you need to know about the local Orlando SCORE office, orlando.score.org. And uh, especially if you're an entrepreneur, of course, SCORE is there for you. And it is a free program, right, David? Absolutely free. It's the big F word, as we say every week on this show. Uh, But the thing I wanted to point out about free is that it it's free. Be, it, well, it's free for the people that take advantage of some of the services, but it's not free to give out. That's why we have sponsors that uh, help us along with the, the, the oh, breakfast good series. Point. The yes. breakfast series, the for breakfast instance, series. is free to attend, but we still have to pay for the the donuts and to make the coffee and 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 some of the other administrative things right. that we have to do. That's why we always have to say thank you to our sponsors because we could not offer. Let's say BizFest, for instance, a free event that's coming up soon. So right. put it on your calendar, May the 9th. Yep. We wouldn't be able to have a BizFest or have free seminars 
if it weren't for the sponsors. And those sponsors include the UPS store. And if you go into the UPS stores around town, you'll see the SCORE logo, logo SCORE yeah. brand right there. The branding. No, where the cash registers are usually. And Cox- you can get a discount on 500 business cards. If you... Just mention SCORE's name. All right. When you go to the UPS store. Uh, Constant Contact has been a long-time sponsor of SCORE. They, for a long time, yeah, we use con- it, not only do these folks sponsor us, but we also use all the uh, products, the products, services, uh, the services. I think uh, Rich mentioned last time that when we have uh, the, the networking event, well, we have to buy the food for the people, get the drinks, but uh, we we will tend to use people that uh, are, we have are counseled, clients. right? Yeah, that we've counseled we've businesses counseled. that we deal with. So that, um, you know, at least they get some business and get some recognition as well. Yep. Another longtime sponsor, Paychex. Oh, yeah, Paychex. Yeah. Very Paychex. good. Yep. yep. And a sponsor for the uh, BizFest, Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Always. Exactly. Yeah, they're there every year. Matter of fact, all three of these or four of these have sponsored us every year. Yeah, they've been there for the whole thing. They've been so. the big, gu- big guns, so to speak. Right. Yep, and we have to always thank them for uh, for being there because without them we wouldn't be able to do what we do and offer the big F word. Speaking of that, we wouldn't even have this show if it wasn't donated by our friends at Salem Communications. So So thank you. And that's them. Salem for that. And I say thank you. And they wouldn't allow us to have guests like we have today. Yeah. In particular, we want to thank Bill Files and Pete Peck. Yes. Because Bill is the station manager and Pete the programming director here. And it is uh, they who uh, are directly responsible for this community service and helping SCORE get the word out every week. And as Rich said, this week, once again, we have a guest who is a, happens to be an author. And a, we're going to find out more about him. I don't know a whole lot about him myself, but uh, he is Matthew Serto. Matthew, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, first of all, uh, you from around these parts? I am. Actually, Altamont is very close to home for me. Our office is in Orlando, but I grew up. And Altamont went to Lake Brantley High School, so th- this is this is uh, like coming home. Home, yeah. Ah, congratulations. Do you want to mention uh, the year you graduated? <laughs> I will. It was uh, 1994. Ah, that was That's a very, embarrassing very good year. That is just embarrassing for the two year. of us. All right. Uh, well, you, uh, uh, I see you've authored a book, so we'll war, sort of work our way up to that. Sure. Uh, first of all, are you involved with SCORE? Do you, have you taken part of their program, their programs there? or I'm newly introduced to SCORE, but I'm not newly introduced to mentoring. Mentoring has been very important to me as I've developed and grown a business. And so uh, all the mentors from my past and present are sort of ringing in my, my ears as I, as I listen about all the programs you're offering. All right. Um, did you work for yourself? Have you always been in business for yourself? For the most part. Uh, when I was 16, my first job was a dishwasher at Red Lobster Is and, that right? and yeah. learned a lot. That's and, industrious. And value of hard work and yeah. working in a big corporation and went to school at Rollins College here in town. And when I was a freshman, something called the Internet came to campus. And my dad, who happened to be a business professor at the time, I walked over to his office on campus and said, I think this is going to be kind of a big deal. And uh, we were right about one thing, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I started helping in 1995 the college get online with a website. Uh, and so wow. 22, 23 years later, uh, I'm still doing much of the same work. Wow. wow. So you got in on the ground floor, so to speak. I did. Right place, right time. Was your dad working there at the time? He was. Uh-huh. He, he was the dean of the business school at, at the Crummer Graduate School of Business at the time. So. I'm sure he didn't have anything to do with this, right? <laughs> well, I mean, this would have been brand new to everyone. There. Well, I'm sure it was. Absolutely. Right? The, uh, the the professors, did they even have computers at that time? Well, I mean, the, this... the Internet had just come to campus right. my freshman year. Right. And he's actually a textbook author also. Right. Put out probably 30 or 40 textbooks over his career and, no, and, and 
uh, he had the idea of having a website for his textbook. He was the first author to do that. So it was a cool way for us to work together. And uh, uh. as father and son relationships go, we had our ups and downs, highs yeah. and lows, but we yeah. have a lot of great memories. Yeah, because back then, you remember, they were still using typewriters and things called word processors. Oh, That's right. Right. the IBM, Selectric. Yeah. And exactly. I mean, it, really, the computer age is not fully on hit. I have yeah. one of those for sale, by by the way, if anyone's interested. Hang on to yeah, it. Yeah, Maybe worth something someday. Good. <laughs> good. Thanks. Moving on. Uh, so so what did you do when you graduated? So I had this business going, and I was working for the college, but also... Doing web work. Doing web work. Okay. Developing web pages. And that was such a new thing. There weren't many of us doing that. And it ended up that word traveled, and people that were owners of small businesses or managers of small businesses were looking for that service and so word got out that 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 there was a kid who did this and i was fortunate enough to get a couple of articles in the newspaper and i think a lot of people a lot of businesses gave me a shot because i was a young kid and then i think there was also this idea that uh there aren't a lot of people doing it i want to back up just a second you said when you first found out about the internet you went over to your father's office on campus there and said you thought this was going to be a big deal. Why? Well, what was it that you saw that a lot of other people probably didn't? Well, I was fascinated because I had a demonstration that day of a uh, a guy in the computer lab had a friend at Harvard, and he showed us as a class that he could communicate in real time with this guy on chat, and he wasn't paying anything to do it. <laughs> Wow. So uh, I, that appeals to college students, right? Right. And, and there was no web at that moment. Right. I'd had access to things like America Online and prior to that, Prodigy, CompuServe. You remember those services? Oh, yeah. So that yeah. became, and I was always fascinated by those. Um, the, the idea that you could, you know, the fax machine still kind of fascinates me today, although we don't use fax machines right. as much. As much. But the idea that I could send a piece of paper anywhere in the world right. just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it is fascinating. Yeah, that it comes out the same right. way on the other end. And is so, this, uh, okay, go ahead, Rich. Is this some sort of mechanical voice that you use here? Because <laughs> it sounds good for radio. Is that right? Yeah, a fa- I have a face for radio. I've, I've also been told. So. <laughs> that's what we all do. <laughs> yes, that's why we are here. Right, right, right. Uh, sorry, Christopher. Right, yeah. um, so you saw something in this, and and you knew that 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 form of communication would appeal to a lot of people. Yes. And then when I first saw how the web worked, because I'd only seen email and chat, but when I saw how that, that a website could be created with pictures and video, even though a lot of that wasn't being done then, right? I said, so this you, is... you realized that was coming. Yes, and something right. I could be on the front side of too, as a right. you know, as a as an entrepreneur who grew up selling golf balls and lemonade like other kids, I saw this as a front side of something. I see. Good. Very okay. Good. I guess your dad's pretty proud of you, huh? Well, yes, and and uh, I'm proud of what he's done too. So we 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 it was cool to be able to do that with him and have his support and his coaching and and his contacts. He helped me. He said, "I can get you in the door with a couple of people, but after that kid, you're so you're, you're on your own." Yeah. Your dad's getting ready to retire, so make sure he knows about us. I will. I will let him know. Okay. I'm sure if he's not knocking on your door, so okay. He's a great mentor. All right, Matthew's going to stay here with us uh, obviously throughout the show. David Levin. What's that? Is no, David leaving? No, 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 no. Uh, we'll, we'll all be here throughout the show. Okay. And we'll give you Matthew's contact information on the other side of the break. And uh, we'll uh, also uh, tell you a little bit more about the Biz Fest and the Pitch Fest. That's coming up. We're going to remind you about that as well. So please stick around for more of the show. And don't forget to check out the new website. And that is Orlando.score.org. Orlando.score.org. You've got to get that dot in there. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, we're here to show you the way to growth for your business idea or your business. And speaking of growth, you know the Biz Fest is coming up, and it's going to be at the National Entrepreneur Center. Right, uh, across from the garage in the uh, Fashion Mall Square parking lot. That's right. Uh, That's what I was leading up to. You park in the garage. I took your words, didn't I? That's right. Look for the vines (laughs) painted on the wall, and they will lead you to the source of growth. Of growth. Speaking of growth, if Rich had bothered to come to the Score Monthly meeting, he would have learned that 
they are opening up more chapters for SCORE. That's how popular uh, the, the SCORE has become. And the you mean, need, you're talking about nationwide. Nationwide, right. oh, exactly. Okay. Not mm-hmm. here in Orlando. We, we cover the whole, we, we've got it nailed we've down got here. It, right, right, Although right. we can always Blanket. use... Like Matt's dad could come on, you know, be a good mentor for uh, for yeah, yeah. in the Orlando area. Right. Just hint, hint. He could mentor us. All right. That is, uh, <laughs> that is David Hyland. Of course, Rich is here, and we are speaking with Matthew Serto, and they were referring to his father. And, David, I... You're responsible for Matthew being here. I guess you met him. You, you re- I never met, just met him here uh, at the studio, but uh, he has a PR person that uh, reached out to me and said, uh, I got this guy, Matt. He's written this book. It's fabulous. He's uh, paid to say that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm out of here. Hey, this is business. This is a show about business here. And no, uh, I, I haven't re- I haven't received any remuneration. Yeah, uh, but remuneration. Uh, rem- oh, I'm sorry, Rich. You are correct. Uh, remuneration. That's right. Uh, before we go any further, uh, Matthew, what's your website, please? It's uh, www.findsomewinmore.com. Find some winmore.com. And you spell all that out. So four yes. words. Find some winmore. Dot com. That's right. All right. What what's that all about? <laughs> yeah, really. Find some win more. I like that. As you were writing that down, I saw I saw yeah, the yeah, look yeah. in your eye. Yes, yes. Yeah. What, what? So that's the name of our agency. I run a digital marketing agency and one of three partners there called Find Some and Win More. And originally, I told you about my background in web. Yeah. Originally, the name of the company was Web Solvers. So a lot of people know us as Web Solvers. We had a we had a tagline that was trite, but that it worked well, finding and winning new customers. Okay. And we ultimately made characters out of finding and winning. And so find some and win more is a moniker for our company. And a brand? A logo? That's right. That's our name. Ah. And we fashion ourselves as the classic digital marketing agency. So we blend the old with the new. Because we still believe in the old, the traditional, but we also are making our bet on the, on the future uh, being digital. And so you're actually saying something with find some and win more. Correct. Finding and winning new customers is, is our brand promise. And so when a, a company comes to us, that's that's what we're in business to do is to help them find and win new customers. Oh, how come you didn't put find some clients, win more clients? <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> we're always open to feedback. Okay. So. Are, All right. Are, Rich has plenty of feedback. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. Whoa. That's right. So... Is finding some different then from winning more? Well, I, yes. I, I think that getting on the radar if for, for your the businesses that come to you all, getting on the radar of, of a customer is, is one challenge. And they are going to look to multiple competitors probably to get a, an estimate for work or they're going to choose your razor over another or your, your painting service over another. So it's the idea of let's get on the radar, and then how do you convert that lead into a customer, and how does marketing communications help your sales effort? Okay, find some, winmore.com, telephone number 407-722-7830. And if somebody calls you up and they say, hey, I got a website, and I want you guys to, to deal Put with it. Put it up. Is that what? Yes. That what you're looking for? Yes. A website project. Uh, if someone needs help with their social media strategy, their search marketing strategy. Oh, God. They're all the time running the, through ours. Exactly. And we uh, don't have any. Their content strategy. Um, the, the, even public relations. How we got to you today was the effort to reach out and say, here's what we do. Here's what we're about. Is it relevant to what you're trying to do? Do you and do uh, analytics uh, Absolutely. as well to... See where the traffic's coming from and yes. who they are and things like that. And helping people make sense of that because there's so much available. That's that's the great thing about digital marketing is you can count everything, but that's also the hard part is that you can count everything. Yeah. And, and as he, Einstein says, not everything that can be counted counts. So all these <laughs> metrics don't necessarily matter. So what matters to you? SEO. He, he had a <laughs> great way of, uh, of stating things. Um, Matthew, you have written a book called formulaic and uh is this your first effort this is actually my third book that i've written okay third book all right and i see it's got a subtitle how thriving companies market from the core um is it tied in with when find some win more is it are you going off in a different direction with the book no it's very tied in it is and it's also a reflection on the work that 
I've done with my colleagues around the idea of how does a business, how does a brand thrive? How does a brand really become successful? And the reason I wrote this is I wrote it from a place where clients who approach us come because their business maybe isn't thriving and their their approach and what their sort of knee-jerk reaction is, let's make our logo better, let's fix our brochure, or let's just put a new coat of paint on our website. Spectrum. Right. There you go. It's bright house turning to spectrum. <laughs> I see absolutely no difference in that. The well, service is still lousy. There you go. <laughs> and so so the, the idea then is how does a business not just make sure that it looks good, but what's on the inside? And when you say winning combination at the beginning of, uh, of the show and how SCORE helps a business find its winning combination, that's what this is about, is what's the formula for success? And we think there are a number of elements inside that, but it's really what's on the inside, the product experience. Are people worthy? Are people want, willing to talk about your product to other people because it's so good, your experience? What's the story behind it? I told you a story about how I started this business. Science tells us you're more likely to remember that than you are a list of facts. If I tell you a story, something happens between us. Right. And that's that's empirically supported. Right. Yeah. Or and if you see the picture, if you see a picture, right? That's right. It's worth how many words? A couple hundred words? <laughs> that's uh, And if you see the video, it's worth even more. Yes. yes. But what you just mentioned about the story and making that connection... That's why, uh, at least in my opinion, one reason, big reason why talk radio works so well is that uh, even though we're sitting here, four of us, most of the people who will be listening to us will be listening alone. Good point. And you folks out there, what what is happening is we're communicating with you directly. And and in essence, we're communicating with each and every one of you out there. We're communicating with you directly, one-on-one. And that's what makes radio so very effective and why it's, it's I believe, you know, digital age and all that, I understand. But radio is still going to be there. And, uh, by the way, while we're on the subject, you know, we've mentioned on the show before how talk radio, they call it news talk radio, yeah. is the most listened to radio format in the country. It still right. is the still most is. listened to, yes, matter of fact. And even though for a, a few years, uh, from like the 2010 to 2014, uh, the number of news talk stations was actually declining. It has now begun because? to accelerate again. Uh, the, Why was it declining? Because there were programming directors making bad decisions. Ah. And, so. uh, but news talk radio continues to be the most listened to format because people want information. It, it's like the inter- Internet. It's like the web. People are going there for communication purposes, Correct. Correct. And it all works together. You said that there's there's a formula out there and that you intertwine the old and the new. Correct. And we be honest with you, we've had other people on the show talking about branding and social mm-hmm. networking and stuff. But I can't remember one who's talked about combining old and new. It, you know, they all focus on the new. And they kind of discount the old. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's a place for both in a, in a, in a complete strategy. Correct. And... and- as much as things change in terms of how we communicate, some of the fundamentals, the traditional fundamentals of why a customer chooses you and why a customer chooses to talk about you or to come back to you, a lot of those things haven't changed. It's the basics. It is. And, and what I talk about in this book, there are a number of factors. One of them is culture. And one of them is values. Okay, so how those two things work together, and I'll I'll brag on one of your sponsors when you you talked about Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo does a great job of this. If you go into any Wells Fargo branch and you look behind the counter, what you'll see is a quote from Mr. Wells. It says, from the 1800s, I believe. And it It says the coach and everything. And he says, this all boils down, I'm paraphrasing, what we do all boils down to one word, which is courtesy. Yep. And so that becomes a true north for everything that they're doing and yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. And if we if we change the color of the logo or change the 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 look of the logo, courtesy is what's at the heart and and will remain at the heart of why they started and why they thrive. Mm-hmm. So that that is uh, and the old man started it himself. That is truly their brand. That's their brand promise, right? That's yeah. that's something they value. And and the brand and the entire customer experience should reflect that. 
And and you can use that for hiring. That's one of the things I talk about in the book. How do you know who to hire if you haven't articulated something like courtesy being important to you? Right. You don't. You don't know who to hire right. or what you're right. looking for. And it really it simplifies matters because it encapsulates it all in one word. I'd like to hear more right. about that at the yeah. next segment because yeah. that's really interesting to a lot of people right now. Hiring good people. All right. Uh, by the way, he's authored the book Formulaic, Matt Thur- Matthew Serto. And you spell his last name C-E-R-T-O. Formulaic is the name of the book. Where can people get it? You can get it on Amazon.com. It's available uh, as a paperback, and it's also available on Kindle. And uh, we also have a website for the book, formulaicthebook.com. is another place where they can go learn about the book. Formulaic. Can, you spe- can you spell it? No, except I have it here in front of me, so yes. Uh, F-O-R-M-U-L-A-I-C, formulaic, F-O-R-M-U-L-A-I-C, formulaic, Matthew Serto, you spell his name, C-E-R-T-O. And by the way, his business website, once again, is findsomewinmore.com. That's easy to remember, too. I like that, findsomewinmore.com. And may I point out, the book is very easy reading. So it's just very good information, easy to read. It's not some novel that you have to read through 400 pages. Does it, it have right a lot point. of pictures in it? It has no <laughs> pictures that I've noticed. It's all words, but then oh, no. I think I think I think they're easy to read words, and they straight to the straight to the point. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch uh, you know a little bit of a uh, couple of the chapters in the book when we come back from the break, um, but it. Uh, I guess you could call this a, a handbook that people should have if you're in the business world, right? In this day well, and age? Well, I, I would hope so. I would hope that it's helpful to people, but it's designed to be a quick read. That's not an accident. Right. It's designed for the business person. That means you folks out there. Yeah. All right. Formulaic is the book. When, not, excuse me, findsomewinmore.com is the website and his phone number, and it is local, 407 722 All right, we're getting ready to take another break. I hope you'll stay with us on the other side. We'll get more into the book Formulaic and uh, how he came to write it and where he wants to go from here. And in the meantime, we're going to go to a break, and we'll be back. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Oh, you devil, you just took my saying. Score Orlando. We'll be right back. We're even. What's the score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, folks, we are the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business, and Score is there to help you execute it to perfection. All right, speaking of perfection, we got Mr. Perfect here with the brush under his nose, Rich Jekyll and David Highland, uh, two great score volunteers. I am Christopher Hart, and our guest today is... I thought he was just drinking milk at some point. (laughs) It's taken me three weeks to get just this far. It's going to be a year before it fills in. I grow grow that in about a day and a half. Thank you for your support. All right. Matthew Serto is our guest today. He is the author of the book, actually three books, but the one we're talking about today primarily is formulaic. And I was just glancing uh, at the uh, in the book here about the author, and uh, you were the chairman of the board of the Ronald McDonald House. Yes, proudly. Yeah, how did you wow. get involved in that? And I see you're also uh, first T of Central Florida. Uh, what is that? So I got involved with Ronald McDonald House uh, really just from a spirit of wanting to volunteer and yeah. uh, an old advertising legend uh, in town, Pete Barr, uh, asked oh, yeah. me if I would join the board. And Fry Hammond and Barr. That's right. And I and I got to know that organization and, and uh, enjoyed it. And as a board member, at some point was asked to chair the organization while we were building our second house and now the organization has three houses three wow um, including one at, at the new Nemours children's hospital the brand new one that's right so uh and, and the it, first tee is a a, a golf oriented uh, program sponsored by the pga tour and the uh uh lb lpga the masters a lot of these organizations uh and it's a it teaches life school skills to kids and uh, it's a oh, great organization. That's, that's, we have a chapter of it here. That's relatively new here in Central Florida. I think it's only about what five years old now. Yes, and we we didn't. We were the last major city without one. Yeah, you think about Orlando the, is a, like a right. golf mecca, and we didn't have a first tee yeah, here for a long time. So yeah. we started it. You've, what were your first two books about, real quickly? The first one I wrote, co-wrote with my dad in two thousand one. It was about 
finding the e-business in your business. And then, what do you mean by that? So that was, you think about 2001, businesses weren't even at a point where they were automating on, on the web yet. And it was about how to strategically do that. And then I wrote a book uh, about three years ago called Found, Connecting with Customers in the Digital Age. And it was all about social media, search marketing, understanding this behavior now that we're all on our cell phones. Your customers are all on their cell phones. That's where their attention is. And so what does it take to get their attention in that form or fashion? And so Found is a model to help clients do that that seems like it's still pretty relevant it is you know it's it's there on amazon also thinking, people are interested people these yes. other two books there yes well. and uh so f- just simply found found connecting with customers in the digital age connecting and, uh, with customers okay yeah so that's uh that's on kindle also and uh, i had fun writing both of these both of these are i mean writing is sort of in my blood and i was gonna say yeah you, you, i enjoy it and it's okay and so you keep talking about digital age, digital, digital, digital. And we've talked about this on our other show, but it, could you just sort of summarize what you mean by digital? I've explained on my other radio show that the age, that, that the Pythagoreans 2,500 years ago conceived of a digital age because they philosophized that Ge- things, um, geometry things could, could be all, everything could be reduced to numbers. Yep. Isn't that what digitalization means? It is. It's the idea that, that, that things, whatever it is, if it's a photo uh, or it's a letter or it's a book or a communication, can, like, like can, we're talking, can be in bits instead of atoms. You know, that you're holding a paperback and that's, that's a collection of atoms that are in your hand, that's in your hand. And if you download that on Kindle, it's bits that, that are in your hand. So it's, you're right, it's converting music or it's converting, converting video or, or really anything into a digital form that can be moved across a wire. And hmm. the reason for doing that is because you can move a lot more quickly. Quickly, and, and you put the power then in front of this user, this consumer, who now can choose. Okay, I'm not just going to take this newspaper you give me anymore, you know, from my local pr- press. Right. I'm going to go get the New York Times. I'm going to go get the Wall Street Journal online. No matter where I am, it comes to me on a screen. Okay. So then you wrote Formulaic. Yes. Why? The reason I wrote Formulaic is because I saw so many clients genuinely struggling with the idea that their business wouldn't be fixed simply by refreshing something aesthetically. And I have to be careful because we make our living in the agency business. You make your living building brochures and designing websites and crafting logos. But if you do all that, as a restaurant, let's say, as an example, if you do all that and yet the food isn't good... (laughs) <laughs> the bottom line is, uh, yeah. or, or it's right. it, it's it's a it's just a drag to go in there because right. there's no one else there and the music isn't right and the person serving you doesn't want to be there. It's a nasty. Then then all the logos and color scheme changes in the world aren't going to fix it. Do you guys remember when Universal's uh, Studios Orlando changed their name to Universal Escape? No, that was a few years ago. And and when I saw the big sign that said Universal Escape, and I thought. It just doesn't. It doesn't uh, ring like uh, a business that I want to go to. You know, I did. I, it, it, a lot of people said we don't like the name. We don't like. Now I don't know how that uh, that if their attendance was uh, affected by that. But it was only a year later where they got rid of Universal Escape and just changed it to Universal Orlando. So I don't know who got fired over that, but. I, I think, you know, the thing about the proper name, the proper colors, we've, we've heard this before from, from everyone who is into the branding uh, mode. We want to get very consistent with what we're doing. And, and a name is very important of what identifies who you are. And I yeah, think, but I think what Matthew's saying is the name's not worth beans if you don't deliver on the other end. Well, that's that's true, too. Right. right. And, and, that, and I see the first chapter in your book is thinking formulaic. In right. other words thinking that there's more to this than just the social networking or just the marketing. Right. And it's in some of the elements in crafting a winning formula are outlined in that book. Like for example, one of the things I talk about is the courage to be different. And I use courage specifically because brands have to have a little guts Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I'm different than this other guy or gal. And here's why. And when they do that, they actually give me a reason to talk about them. They give me a reason to to stand out in a in a consumer's mind. Right. And that's not 
revolutionary thinking, but so many clients that we encounter and maybe some of the, the companies you're mentoring, they're afraid to look different and they want to fall in line. If I'm a law firm, I want, oh, I want to use blue and I want to use the scales of justice and I want to use a, two people handshaking in the Because that's the what the common thread is. Right. I, with if them. I look different, I'm going but to... But you think about Chobani yogurt is the example I use. Chobani has gone off the charts with its growth, yeah. grown faster than Google or Facebook. And, and I was at a conference once and asked the CMO, the chief marketing officer, what, what started all this? You know, what made this go in your mind? He said, really, you know, he scratched his head. What really made this go was that we were the first to do something a little different. When you look at our yogurt, it's real stuff. Mm-hmm. We were the first to put real stuff in yogurt. If you look at a, and he was taught, he, I think he was referencing YoPlay. Or one of the others, yeah. And he was saying, That's you look on the side of stuff. that, it's like it's, you look on the ingredients, it's like purple number four. It, right. Oh, yeah. I've never had it. So uh, yeah. looked at it So even. he says that's what drove it. And there was an audience out there that sure. really wanted that. Right. And so that's what you, you help uh, businesses think that way. Think boldly. Right. And, and think in a, is a, in a formula process. Like there is a winning formula. Here it is. It starts with the basics and you go from there. Correct. I see chapter two, an articulated understanding of who you are. Right. So you got to understand who you are to begin with. Yes, and who you're not. You know, I heard the Starbucks, or I'm sorry, the, the Dunkin' Donuts chief marketing officer one time, he was asked, well, you know, how are you going to compete with Starbucks? He says, well, I'm really not competing. He says, Dunkin' Donuts isn't the place to go to work for four hours on your screenplay. We're not the place to surf the web. Think about it. Our, our lights are bright. Our furniture is hard. We want to get you going on your way. We want to get you what you need in the morning. You're going to want it hot. You're going to want want it fresh whether it's coffee or a bagel, and you, you want to get out the door because that's why our brand promise is America runs on Dunkin'. So we're not trying to be Starbucks. So he knows and he's comfortable with who they are, but they're not trying to be uh, Starbucks. So uh, every business can learn something from that. Yeah, And write it down. Know who you are. And, and write it down. And write it down. Like wow. Wells Fargo does. You know, because if you don't, then culture and values become something that's so vague and ambiguous that no one knows what it really is. We think culture, we think, oh, well, Southwest Airlines, they're all about fun and laughter. That must be what good culture is about. That's how they started. Not in the military. You know, the military doesn't have a culture where you laugh, but they have a strong culture. Right. So, you know, I'm not advocating for one or the other. Not everybody's about fun. You know, a lot of companies are about safety. That's their number one. Wells Fargo's about courtesy. So if you don't write it down, then, then it never really becomes, it's like a goal. Yeah, I'm sure you talk about goals with your 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 mentees you and talked score. To, you talked about uh, Starbucks and, and Dunkin' Donuts. As far as I know, both of them are still continuing to grow. Absolutely. And doing well, yep. even though they both have different cultures. Absolutely, and different brand promises. You look at... They have a different approach, though. Well, you, they, Business you, approach. You, I think you addressed this in, in another chapter in your book, an intimate knowledge of who you exist to serve. Correct. Which you're talking about, know your market. Know know your market. market. So think about this. Have you heard of Yeti, the coolers that people are buying for $300, $400, and you think, and you see them everywhere now. You see them in Dick's Sporting Goods. You see them in hardware stores. And and people are paying, and they've gotten this mass consumer appeal. Well, this company was started by two brothers, and instead of really focusing on everybody in the world, they focused on a very specific segment, and that was the serious outdoors people, the serious hunting uh, enthusiasts, fishing enthusiasts who had to go out in the woods for two or three days at a time. And this thing became legendary because it was such a great product for a very small audience. But the tendency we see with clients is everybody wants to sell everything to everybody. And when you do that, you have something that's watered down that no one cares about. Right. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. Know your your clients and know your target. Which level of client? Which income level? Which demographic? Yeah, because some people want to go for baby boomers, right? But some are for millennial. And, can, and, you know, can you help a client? Like, there is the general who is your market, and then there's the specific who Absolutely. is your market, like in the location where you live. Absolutely, you can narrow that down. Absolutely, and, and it's it's, and they may have multiple segments, yep. and we actually encourage clients to name them. Let's attach a name to this person. 
and let's talk about what they even look like, what they what they do on their free time on the weekends, what they like to buy, what they listen to on the radio. A profile. A profile. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Speaking of the radio, uh, we have uh, time limitations, and we have to take a break. We'll do that, and we'll come back and continue the conversation with Matthew Serto. Once again, his website is findsomewinmore.com. Phone number 407-722-7830. That's findsomewinmore.com. 407-722-7830, and his most recent book, the one we're discussing in depth here, is Formulaic, and you can go to formulaic.com and get it, or go to Amazon and get it. In any case, we will be right back with more of What's the Score. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. We're going to get back to the conversation with Matthew Serto here in just a moment. But earlier, we talked a a bit about, uh, you know, the the effective form of communication that radio has always been since it's been on the air. We talked about storytelling, right? Right. What was the first one of the first things that they did with radio? They told stories. Yeah, right. Long Ranger. Yeah. yeah. The, the, Abbott and Costello. Shadow Road. That's right. right All man. of that great stuff. My father told me about that stuff. Right. And and it engages it, it engages the listener's mind. And that's what makes it so very effective. And it is still a very effective form of advertising and getting your message out. If you would like to find out more about it, talk to Bill Files. As I mentioned earlier, he is the station manager here at the Salem Media Group Orlando. They've got four great stations here. A couple of them have FM signals as well. And they're very powerful, and they can direct your message to the people that you would like to hear it. His phone number is 407-618-1760. Bill's been in the radio business all of his life. And uh, he'd love to give you a tour around the stations here and explain how very easy and cost-effective it is to be on the radio, either with a show of your own, like this one here. Right. We are a perfect example That's of that. That's right, because if we can do it, anybody can. Anybody can do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think we do a pretty good job. I and speak I, for yourself. Uh, I think we do a good job. Uh, said with the true radio voice. Yeah, here. really. Oh, and uh, he'll also explain how easy it is to advertise on the radio and they can help you produce your ad which you can also use on your social social media uh, pages and uh or you can sponsor a radio show it's it's a great form of communi- communication bill files 407-618-1760 all right formulaic the book by matthew serto uh I, I love how you put these uh, quotes in here along with each of the chapter title right and uh for the chapter entitled you have a balanced pr- promotional attack you have under that, advertising is the price you pay for unremarkable thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, Amazon CEO, founder, of course. What, what's that all about? Well, I should probably be careful about saying that on a, on a radio station that makes his living with advertising. And uh, But th- because <laughs> the truth is... Well, see, <laughs> radio is more about communicating your message. That's right. All right, and you can do it via advertising or... Having a show of your own. Right, absolutely. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I, I think that what Bezos is saying there really is your if you have something remarkable, and if you think about remarkable, that's something that's worthy of making a remark about. Or you think about what's what's worthy of a remark in your life that is connected to a brand. If you're able to do that, and again, back to being different, you're clearly different. Yep. Then you immediately have a message that's going to carry itself through word of mouth it's going to travel people are going to talk about it people are going to be so interested they're going to share it on facebook and for someone who doesn't have something remarkable they're forced to pay for that privilege and what do we all think about ads sometimes that we we give ads less credibility than we do a story from someone that we know and trust so we all probably have that internal bias of i think it was uh was it Barnum or Bailey, who, you know, who, who said everyone, uh, no one likes to be sold, but everybody likes to buy. Right. You know, it's the same idea. So I, I think what he's saying there is make it remarkable and then word will travel on its own. Yeah. And what I, I mean, don't think that's true in all cases, though. I think that some some products actually need advertising and marketing and that kind of stuff 
to get the brand out there. Well, sometimes there. you absolutely say you have to prime the pump. Yeah, sure, you have to prime the pump. Or brand advertising is a way to to reinforce a brand in a way that a story can't. So if you think about Dos Equis, you guys might like beer around here. I don't know. Might? <laughs> Did you say <laughs> might? At least one of us does. Think about the most interesting man of the wor- in the world campaign that Dos Equis has. Yeah, I that, like doing those that commercials. Is, that is... <laughs> But that's they have. They Rich have, is a lot slimmer about yeah, what made those right, commercials. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have shaped our thinking around a bottle of beer right. with that brand advertising. So you're right; yeah, it plays a role. It's beautiful, absolutely right. beautiful thing. Right. That's right. And as I said, uh, the, the the cool thing about radio is it's that it's a particular form of personal communication. Right. It's not a billboard. It's right. not an ad in a magazine or a radio or even on the website. Right. It's a personal form of communication. Right, and it is that's what makes it still so very effective. And that the another chapter you have in here is patience and discipline. That's yes. good advice in any uh, you know part of life. But why this? So, and that's actually why you might be thinking, why is there an oak tree on the cover of this book? Yeah, okay, and there is. And yeah. so I, I borrowed that from a, a, an author and speaker that I think very highly of, Rick Warren, who wrote the Purpose Driven Life. Life and right. I heard him say one time, he said, "It takes." one or two nights to grow a mushroom, but it takes decades to grow an oak tree. And a business that wants to be an oak tree needs to be set for the long term. Time, yep. Right. And I believe that. Uh, I believe it takes decades to grow. And in our culture, I think so many people, you know, and you read this in, in the business literature now that's out, how do we do it faster, better, cheaper? Nothing wrong with speed. I'm all about speed. I'm all about being swift. But it's like John Wooden said, be quick, but not in a hurry. Right. There's a difference. Obviously, you're well read. <laughs> uh, he had a lot of great sayings like that, John Wooden. He was a very great motivator, obviously. Absolutely. And part of being a great motivator is, is encapsulating ideas like that. Right. And and so you, you're able to put all this together in formulaic. It is, it is a book, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, it, it, you can sit down and read this in a night or two if you set your mind to it. And But I'd suggest taking a little while, read each chapter alone, and think on it a little while and work on it, right? Well, and I'd love to know what you think, what readers think, because it's one man's view, but I've seen this play out, and so it's it's a pattern I've been able to see. So yeah. would, would I have to Google every word or just some of them? <laughs> no, you would do just fine. Rich. Okay. <laughs> you would right. do just fine. No, it is, uh, oh, yeah, there was this uh, other chapter I wanted to ask you about, a story to tell. Right. Storytelling. Yes. And you were talking about earlier, I, I think, uh, define who you are mm-hmm. kind of thing. Is that what you're referring to again? It here? is. It's the idea of crafting a story. Every business has a story about why it started, and that's a very powerful rallying cry. And I'll make this quick, but when I, the first, one of the first jobs I had was for 16,000 movies. Was a was a movie rental business. They rented VHS. And the whole reason oh, yeah. that business started was the founder walked into a blockbuster one time and said, where's Star Wars? And the people wouldn't help him. He asked him two or three times. And he walked out of that store and said, I'm going to do better. And he started a business. And that was our, our founding story that every employee was taught. You take a customer to the shelf, you take the video off the shelf and put it in their hand. Mm-hmm. And so that story, if you think about it, uh, it carries, it travels, and it, it's something everybody can get their, their, their mind and their heart around, more so than someone who just says, be service-oriented, kid, when you're renting these videos. Yep. So it's helping a business pull those stories out. All right. Once again, the name of the book is Formulaic. You can get it on Amazon, or you can go to formulaic.com to get it. F-O-R-M-U-L-A-I-C, Formulaic. And Matthew's website is findsomewinmore.com, findsomewinmore.com. And uh, he can help you with your your digital and social media, media your website, and all that stuff, right? Correct. Um, his phone number, 407-722-7830, 407-722-7830. His office is located in Baldwin Park. And uh, give him a call and take advantage of his expertise and get a copy of this book. Uh, as I said earlier, this 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 should be a handbook. You know, in this day and age of of business, with the social media, the digital age, and uh, to, to not just have a site, but to have an effective site and have it 
tied into a bigger plan. Hmm. Well, thank. That's very kind, and I, I hope it's helpful to, to readers. I appreciate you all. Okay, once again, uh, Matthew Serto, findsomewinmore.com. We just have a couple of minutes left. By the way, are you going to be at the BizFest? I was just told about the BizFest. If I'm in town, I'll be there. Ah, all right, great. Well, Man, happy to have you there. It'll be a lot of fun. And you get your headshot there if you don't already have one. I, absolutely. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm, I'm going to bring my dad, too. Oh, good. Right. good. You guys good. Can, uh, Rich will we'll sign him up. Him. <laughs> we'll like him sign him up on the spot. <laughs> That's how this radio started. Uh, I mean, this show started. That's right. I have a, a story. A BizFest uh, event. That's right. That's right. And I took the owner, the owners of the station, and I and Chris were sitting, uh, standing at the bar. And one of the owners said, you know, this might be a... I no, that wasn't one of the owners I said, of the station. Well, it helped. Anyway, yeah, right. I said, well, you know, nobody else is doing a business <laughs> yeah, show, so I, can I uh, just yeah. finish here? So they said, yeah, nobody else is doing a business show. So I had a couple more beers, and I said, you know, the name ought to should be, what's the score? <laughs> Perfect. That was after about four beers. So you can't imagine after five beers uh, what happened. No, yes, no, we don't. <laughs> All right, the BizFest is coming up on May the 9th. That's a Monday, and it's going to be at the National Entrepreneur Center at the Orlando Fashion uh, Square Mall. Did you say Monday? Is that No, it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I say, yeah, no, May 9th. I thought maybe a, something was wrong in my ears. May 9th <laughs> is a Tuesday. I'm sorry. May 9th, Tuesday. And uh, you can go to orlando.score.org. To pre-register. It's a good idea, too. You can just walk in, but it's a good idea to pre-register. It's always a good idea to pre-register for any of the SCORE events, uh, in, in particular the, the regular seminars and the, the breakfast, breakfast series, series, and series and the lunch series. Lunch series. Right, right, because uh, if you don't register, you're not going to get in, most likely. Right. Yeah, it's going to be hard, especially the breakfast, because they're free. Yeah. 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 Those are people, always packed. People yeah. like the but. Plus, they're really good. We yeah. have really good speakers on really good subjects. Yeah. And In fact, can, maybe we can get at some point Matt to come and speak as well. Right. Yeah. Well, the schedule is, be there. The schedule is up on the Orlando.score.org website. Uh, you can find out all the seminars, all the offerings, all the events that SCORE is involved in at that website, Orlando.score.org. Once again, the BizFest is May 9th, and they are now accepting, accepting applications for pitch fest. For the pitch fest. Yes. If, that's right. If you have a new business up to two years old or a, a pre-existing business two years and older, those are the two categories that you can enter. You'll find all the details and the application at orlando.score.org. And uh, that's going to be a fun part of BizFest, but there's going to be a whole day's worth of uh, events going on at the BizFest. Yeah. And it begins at noon and wraps up uh, at 7.30 after a cocktail reception. And may, may I also say that we're going to have live radio there with Chris uh-huh. Hart for that's two right. hours. Yeah, That's right. So stop by and, and see how we do it. And Matt, the Pitch Fest is a mini shark tank. <laughs> Just for your information. All right. So once again, Matthew Serto, findsomewinmore.com. Formulaic is the name of his book. Get yourself a copy and uh, get yourself. And read it. Yeah, that's right. Self a copy and read it. It's easy reading. That's right. (laughs) Easy. I'm a remedial reader and I can read it. Get into the formulaic way of thinking. All right, Matthew, once again, thanks for being here. Thank you guys very much. David Uh, Rich. Pleasure. A lot of fun. All right, once again, don't forget. Like us, man. Exactly. On Facebook. Facebook. That's right. Score Orlando on Facebook. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll see you back next week with more of What's the Score. See ya.